championship. S&P futures up 20. Dow futures ahead 234. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microband 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microband 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. The morning rush can be a beautiful thing. With the right granola bar, that is. Take a moment and take in the outdoors with Nature Valley Crunchy Bars. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. A first at the Summer Games. Correspondent Monica Ricks has the story. Weightlifter Laurel Hubbard will be the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics. Hubbard is among five athletes on New Zealand's weightlifting team for the Tokyo Games. She'll also be the oldest weightlifter there. Hubbard won a silver medal at the 2017 World Championships and gold in the 2019 Pacific Games in Samoa. She transitioned eight years ago when she was 35 and has since met all Olympic requirements and regulations for trans athletes and fair competition. The Tokyo Games start July 23rd. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Some work-from-homers have a new reason to go back to the office. Air conditioning. The New York Times says the spring heat wave in the Northeast and last week's triple-digit temperatures in the West have a lot of people convinced the grass will be greener, or at least cooler, in the cubicle at the office. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. It's all about the nose. It's your air filter, the first line of defense against bacteria and viruses. If too many germs get stuck in your nose, guess what? You get sick. That's why it's so important to keep your nose clean, just like washing your hands. Nasal irrigation gets rid of germs by rinsing the nasal cavity, but neti pots are hard to use and, frankly, kind of gross. Now there's a better way to keep your nose clean and help your body protect itself. It's called Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, bacteria, and viruses. Millions use Navage for fast, all-natural relief from sinus congestion and allergies and to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and comes with an absolute guarantee of satisfaction. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Now it's time to start cleaning your nose with Navage. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Hi, folks. Bruce Rydenauer at Rydenauer Auto Group in New Lexington. It may sound like we're clowning around, or maybe you think it's a three-ring circus around here. Ladies and gentlemen, right now our auto group is now offering you money for your vehicle. That's right. Bring us those vehicles you don't really need anymore and get some cash. Even if you still owe on it. Right now our auto group is looking to buy your cars. Of course, if you're looking to buy a vehicle, you want to check out our inventory. At Right Now our Auto Group, 
You'll find vehicles from Chrysler, Ford, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Our sales team will work to find you the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. This is Bruce Reidenauer with Reidenauer Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me, just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really, <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. I-N-E-P-T. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Coach Turf, you took your inept football team down on the farm this past weekend to play the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. Well, that's right, and boy, that is a mouthful. So what we do, along with everybody else in our conference, is we just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. And what kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we did play a fine ball game. All our boys on offense played a fine ball game, and our defensive team did give a real fine effort, and I am real proud of the way our special teams played. They played a fine ball game. And of course, you got to realize that Coach McDonald's boys over to EIEIO, they did play a fine ball game as well. So what all the fans seen, what went down to the Barnyard Stadium down on the farm to watch that ball game when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Coach McDonald's team came into the game undefeated and... Not only that, they hadn't lost no ball game. I was wondering if you were able to put a dent in that loss column. Well, that's right. You know, I'm glad you asked me that question. We did put a dent in the loss column. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, our loss column what got dented and wasn't theirs. They're still undefeated in the conference. You know, they 5-0 and zero in the conference. Looks like they're going to win the conference again. And we did come up on a short end of the score. And what was that score, Coach? Well, I believe when everything was all over, said and done with, and they had totaled up all the night, it, it was 77 and 8. 77 to 8 would be one of the worst uh, losses in recent memory, Coach. 
Well, I'm glad your memory is so recent, because they beat us, I believe it was 112 to zip just last year. So it was a great improvement over the game the year before. Well, that's right. That is a bright spot at the way we, way we can look at it. You know, even though they've done one the conference, uh, I believe it's not seven out of the last eight years. We did do better than we did last year. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Coach Archer Show brought to you proudly by Dwards, the finest tire valve caps manufactured anywhere. Coach, with a 77-8 to loss to discuss, I'm sure you'd rather talk about the 8 than the 77. Well, that's right. You know, eight points, that's more points than we've scored in any ballgame this year. We did get ourselves a touchdown in this ballgame. We used what I like to call our football reverse chip sweep in that ballgame. I've not heard of that play before. Well, that was a surprise ball play. You know, we uh, d- decided to spring that as a surprise so as Coach McDonald's boys wouldn't know it was coming. And uh, it worked like this. You know, we had the ball in the own 33-yard line there in the second half. We decided to put that play in. And when uh, quarterback third and 12 takes a snap from center, he's supposed to pitch the ball out to Needles Norgan, our wide receiver coming back on the flanker reverse to the left. But instead of pitching him the ball, he takes up one of them cow chips pitches him in them cow chips and then uh, shortest summers comes around he pitches him the cow chip going in the opposite direction then half pine hines is going in the opposite direction he pitches him the cow chip and they pitching that cow chip back and forth in the backfield sounds confusing well coach. that's the whole idea it was confusing to their ball players and, then, and by that time third and 12 he's pitched the ball out to needles norgan and needles he's got the ball he's running around and ain't nobody knows where he's going except in the end zone nobody knew he got there till he scored a touchdown and you got a two-point conversion on top of that. That's right. We also kicked not only the ball, but a cow chip through the uprights. So we got one point for the ball and one point for the cow chip. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, presently it's a rather nice day, but... um, There's certainly some question marks about later on. Anyway, it's warm outside, 78, headed up to 82 as our high today. And later on, uh, possibility of a thunderstorm, and then after that, some light rain. Yeah, boy. It's the party line on 970 WATH 97.1 on FM as well. And uh, good morning, folks. Welcome. I'm Dave Palmer. Scott's here. And Good morning. Good morning. The, uh, t- okay, so um, let's see here. Today a free-for-all, so we got all sorts of things we can talk about. We also, <laughs> we've been inundated with reports about, you know, uh, well, let's see. The general topic would be where to go on a vacation, right? And uh, we have five, well, I guess four different reports here. 
And they basically are all that same general topic. So we're going to try to sort out um, and, and see if they all agree or disagree or, or just what. But um, anyway, for you, those of you still uh, yet to plan a vacation for this summer, We'll see what, if we can be helpful or harmful. Um, anyway, good morning, folks. T- today, now, let's see here. Today is National Selfie Day. So, let's see. You can't have a camera and do that. You have to do that on your phone, right? Yeah. Well, you can do it with a camera, well, but I mean, you just you can't. See, yeah, you it just... all came about with these phones in... With all our telephones having cameras. Yeah. That's pretty much what it refers to, yes. But. And, it, and it has to include an arm showing showing an arm holding the camera up, right? Or a stick holding it out there, too. Yeah, I guess. National Selfie Day. Yeah. Today is also Go Skateboarding Day. Have you ever done a selfie, by the way? Yes, but not as many as most. <laughs> I did you do the cheesy or did you do a funny face or oh I think just I'm just trying I'm, to capture the, I'm not one who makes faces the, in the Kodak moment at the time no I think they were pretty regular <laughs> okay are you okay so the next thing is go skateboarding day have you ever been a skateboarder um not fluent I guess or well okay I was once upon a time (laughs) I have done it but I like my body parts the way they are instead of mangled by crashing yeah well you know the point is you get good at it and then you don't crash yeah you don't crash that's the whole point right generally that's true of most anything isn't it Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) anyway Years and years ago. When went okay, let's Google this. When were skateboards invented, founded, first popular? That's whatever question we can put to it. Okay. Google that a little bit. Uh, you know, I back in the day they used to have handlebars and like a wooden box on the front of them, like kids would hold the handlebars. And then they would push along their feet, and no, then then it morphed into no handlebars or pole onto the bottom part. So it was. Now like I a, remember. I think they call them razors. Um, I have one in the garage, and it's there for the grandkids and everything. And it's just one wheel in front, one wheel in back, and then it has the handlebars, and it folds up. It's aluminum. Uh, but I thought that came along later on. Yeah, it could, it could be. But um, Skateboarding, as we know it, was probably born sometime in the late 1940s or yes. early 1950s. I was thinking. When surfers in California wanted something to do when the waves were flat. This was called sidewalk surfing. Mm-hmm. A new wave of surfing on the sidewalk as a sport of surfing became highly popular. I was thinking that as a a young teenager, 
or maybe it was just preteen, is when I first experienced a skateboard. And truly, they weren't much different than they are now. I, I'm sure experts would disagree with that statement, but from what I can see, you know, it was basically you take the skates off the bottom of a shoe and plant them onto a little plank, right? Pretty much. And um, the front skate had that flexible rubber thing which allowed it to, if you leaned into it, would turn then naturally either direction. Oh, well. Yeah. It goes on to say, in 1963... Larry Stevenson started Makaha Skateboard Company to mass-produce his surfboard-shaped skateboard design, and the first commercial skateboards appeared in 1959, four years prior to that. But crude homemade versions of skateboards, often consisting of basically what you just said, nothing Mm -hmm. more than old roller skate wheels attached to a board, were first built after the turn of the 20th century. Wow. So clear back into the early 1900s. Do you have one in your garage? I do not. I have two. And then I have that razor I was talking about, the two-wheeled thing, you know, with the handlebars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. well, too much for that. Skateboard history. Skateboarding day today. National Daylight Appreciation Day. I guess I get that. National Peaches and Cream Day. That's certainly good. National Day of the Gong. Okay, now, there aren't too many people that have gongs in their basement, I'm sure. I have three. Being an old percussionist years ago, professional and all that I have a 32 inch gong much like any orchestra would have in its uh, percussion section I think I have an 18 inch gong which doesn't have nearly the same tone but it's authentic then I have a tiny gong in the house that is more of a decoration So I'm blessed with gongs. You have been gonged, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Remember the gong show? Uh, I remember the title. I don't kind of remember like the a, show. I, for me, it's kind of like a forerunner of shows like American Idol and The Voice, shows like that where people would come out and entertain and, you know, if, if, if the the uh, judges didn't like them, or somebody didn't like them, yeah. they would get gong. I, I do remember this now. Chuck Barris hosted that. Yep. He had some nutty shows. <laughs> you Rip know, Taylor we, was hilarious on that show. I don't want to embarrass ourselves, but I, I will have to say in our home, uh, Pat and I, uh, Pat in particular, and then I followed, but I do like it. Um, the, um, the voice and America's Got Talent. Uh, when they are on each season or year, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it is pretty much a regular for us. It's interesting to watch. To see some real talented people and then some others that maybe someday will be, right? They're, yes. They're coming along. They're practicing. And then some very unique acts, too. Oh, course. my. Yeah. Do you do you have Dwards tire valve caps? I don't know if I do or not. I may have at some point. Well, Mercy, with there being a, the sponsor of um, Art Turf, Art Turf today, I guess we'll have to go and change our valve caps. <laughs> we Those do have another caller here. Essential items. Yes, really important stuff. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. It's a nice morning, isn't it? Nice breeze. It's it's warmer than I expected uh, right away. Right. It's going to get ra- rainy this afternoon. Um, I tried to call you when you had the mayor on because I thought of a topic that you could have discussed with him. So we'll bring it up now. You had him in the uh, studio, but you must have forgotten when you have him in the studio, you could still get callers. So you probably didn't even mention, uh, look at the phone, see whether it's ringing. I don't remember. I know that. So what what was your question? What do you guys think, or at least you, Dave, what do you think of the new lights on the three streets that are solar-powered? Yeah, I'm not real impressed. It looks like they would need several of them along a Well, I, I okay, first of all, I mean, the city is lit with... Those amber, um, much higher up lights at intersections and important places, right? Right. And And it's a high-pressure sodium vapor amber light. Yeah, it's a nice color. This is a a LED solar-powered bright white um, and way low so it doesn't spread out um and then on top of that if you look at these new units they have um a four by ten or twelve inch set of bulbs right there are about ten in there or something. and they're all at an angle and at different angles so they're not following the street. They're like some sort of diagonal flash of light across. I think that I hope that these are designed to be realigned so that they'll follow the street. Does that make sense? Right. You think they're lighting up the lawns too much and not enough the street. Right. Yeah. I think they could be better focused. But, but, they but they're so low. That uh, that the area they light is rather small, and they have a bulb on them. Looks like like the old street lights long ago, but yeah. And of course, it's white where the regular street lighting is amber, and I don't know. It's just for a number of reasons. I think the idea is good, but I think they could do several things to make them uh, more complementary with the system the city already has. Well, the reason they put them in was an experiment, and they got some money for a grant. It didn't cost the city anything, so they want to do this as a trial and see whether mm-hmm. 
they can make improvements or whether they should not continue it. I did notice when I was walking uh, to go see these streetlights. I'm usually not out that late that I got to see them, but I finally got to see them Saturday. And your neighbor across the street, Florence Pressman, or what, what's his last name? Florence Plasman. What's last name? Plasman. Anyway, he he evidently was out, and somebody brought him home. And while he was in the car, all of a sudden, all of his house lights lit up. Oh uh, well. Okay. He has one of those fancy things where he can from his car. No, it's all right. on his phone. Pardon? From your phone, you can control any number of things. Yeah, well, that was amazing. You know, it was all dark and everything, and all of a sudden it lit up. And I, There's I, a lot of people that have cameras, you know, and stuff. And so uh, if if suddenly there's activity around their house, it'll their phone will buzz or something, and they can look and see who's, who's knocking on the door, even if they're in Colorado. You know what I mean? Right. Do they call that a key? Or I, like I don't know what they call sometimes, it. Sometimes, but yeah. It's uh, it was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, Florence is the dean of arts and sciences. Yeah, we talked a little while in there, and it was interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, you know, it's uh, we used to have more lights that flashed when the phones are ringing. Now we have just one smaller one. Oh. And so it's less um, it's less obvious to me. And I got a name for your place. It's an old record na- name. The House of Blue Lights. There's just one. No, you've got a whole bunch of, uh, on the front porch, and you've got some on the other side. Oh, that's, those are just dim Christmas bulbs le- I left up. <laughs> anyway. it, wasn't there a, a record called House of Blue Lights or something like that? I or, don't know. I don't know why I thought of that, but that's that fits your house. Okay. It looks real nice at night. Anyway, I enjoy walking by, and your dog, Foley, was being very attentive because your wife, Pat, was out there and said, when I was walking my dog's back, she said, Foley's on the the porch, but we didn't even know it because he wasn't barking at us. Highly unusual. No, he knew that he'd get squirted if he said a peep. She had the garden hose in hand, eh? Yeah, it was cute. All right. Thank you very much. And Thank you. I uh, I like the lights. You know, I thought, mm, when you're walking along, it's not bad. Well, they're up there. We're going to have to put up with them, so we might as well <laughs> do that. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. 970 WATH, we welcome your calls today. What with it being a free-for-all edition, of course. Um, Incidentally, <laughs> there is a song, House of Blue Lights, that's been done by... I have a few different artists, Chuck Berry in 1959, Asleep at the Wheel, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Holy cow. Yeah, so it's it's out there. Our phone number, of course, 592-6646. Put that area code in front of it. Or if you're calling from long, long far away, put, uh, let's see, is it 800 or 888? Uh, it's it, one or the other. It is. 888. Okay, 592-6646. <clears throat> I don't think people worry too much about long-distance charges anymore because yeah. of... They're all included. The, the heavy cell phone usage, yeah. right? Yeah, 
All right. Um, let's see here. On this day, 1788, though the year the U.S. Constitution comes into effect when New Hampshire is the ninth state to ratify it. 1854, the first Victoria Cross won during bombardment of Bamarsand in the Ayland Islands. That was uh, during the Crimean War. Nineteen forty-eight, Lord Mountbatten resigns as Governor General of India. And it goes on to say, formerly the last Viceroy. 1990, 7.7 earthquake. Uh, occurred on this date with hundreds of aftershocks. We're talking about Iran, or Iran, if you prefer. By the way, 50,000 people died as a result of that. 7.7 earthquake. 1993, English mathematician Andrew Wiles proves the uh, last theorem of Fermat. F-E-R-M-A-T. Would you look that up? Fermat. The last theorem of Fermat. What would, it, what would that be? Fermat is a person, actually. A French mathematician. Yeah. Who was given credit for early developments that led to infinitesimal calculus, including his technique of adequality. Pretty heavy. So one proving it isn't enough, eh? Apparently not. You have to have a second person that uh, comes to the same conclusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, famous birthdays. Benazir Bhutto. Or is it Benazir? Anyway, she's very attractive. And died in 2007, but today would have been her birthday. She was born in 1953. She was a Pakistani politician who served as Prime Minister of Pakistan from 1988 to 1990, and again from 93 to 96. She was the first woman to head a democratic government in a Muslim-majority country. Wow. That it would be groundbreaking. Yeah. Okay, John Paul Sartre. This picture is familiar, but the last name I'm worried about my pronunciation. S A R T R E. Sartois. You think? <laughs> Sartre. I don't know. French philosopher, playwright, novelist, screenwriter, political activist, biographer, and literary critic. He was one of the key figures in the philosophy of existentialism and phenomenology. <laughs> Easy for you to say. And one of the leading figures in 20th century Flint, uh, French philosophy and Marxism. 
Well, he was born uh, on this date in 1905. Let's see, what is today's date? June 21st, 2021. Well, we just missed my dad's date uh, by a few days, and he was born in 1904. Birth date? His birthday, which was? Well, 1904, and I just know it's a few days off. Oh, okay. Don't don't embarrass me any further. No, um, I wasn't trying to, just trying to no, no, nail I know. down the date. I, I, I know. It's, um, well, anyway. Yeah, we'll get, we'll find it. Chris Pratt, today is his 42nd birthday. By the way, uh, search, uh, this John Paul lived to 1980. Okay, today is Chris Pratt's birthday. It's his 42nd birthday. It's also Prince William's 39th birthday today. Now, I know who Prince William is. Chris Pratt. Is he a sports guy? He is an American actor and comedian. Starred uh, in both TV and action films, such as Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World, Passengers, and another Jurassic World. Not a sports guy. No. Two famous deaths to mention, that of Sukarno, 1901 to 1970. So he passed on this date in 1970. Former president of Indonesia. And then going much farther back, Edward III. He was born in 1312, but died on this date in 1377. Edward III, also known as Edward of Windsor before his accession, was King of England and Lord of Ireland from January 1327 until his death in 1377. He is noted for his military success and for restoring royal authority after the disastrous and unorthodox reign of his father, Edward II. Modern math. Well, 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 that what made right it there. so unorthodox? Um, Does it give us any indication? Was he just meaner in hell or nicer <laughs> or what? Maybe he took away uh, kids' lunches at schools or something like that. Or too many executions. I mean, I, I don't know what made him. Well, we may not be able to find that easily. Yeah, I'm going to find it. Okay. What he is, let's see. Uh, why was Edward II so unpopular? The Nobles' Ordinances of 1311, which attempted to limit royal control of finance and appointments, were counteracted by Edward. Therefore, large debts many inherited, mm. and the Scots' victory at Bannockburn by Robert the Bruce in 1340, Robert the Bruce made Edward even more unpopular. Okay. There you have it. Finance problems created by Edward II. Folks, let's um, give you an update on the uh, COVID status for the globe, our nation, the state. Yes, even animals. Uh, consequently, you're hearing fewer of these statistics. 
because things are improving so. Um, but it's still a major concern. I think we'll start at the local level and go up. Athens. Um, as of yesterday, we have had a total of 5,239 cases. Now that, rep that represents 8% of our county. I'm sorry. No, that's correct. 8% of our county. There goes my phone. Tell it to be quiet. Um, presently, it is my belief that we have 31 active cases. It's a little bit confusing, some of these massive reports, but I think that's accurate. Um, we have, let's see, there are 5,164 people that have recovered. So if you Subtract 5164 from 5239. That's how many active cases there are. In our county, 60 deaths. And that 60 figure has uh, been there for a while. So there's been no additional deaths for a while. Knock on wood. Okay, let's talk about the state of Ohio. Um, the total number of cases since this all began in the state, 1,108,902. So 9.5% of our state's population have been affected. Now, remember, a lot of that was way back. For example, how many new cases yesterday? 166. You know, it wasn't all that long ago that new cases were 2,000. Current active cases, 53,000. 169. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there are 8,259 people who are in ICU yet in our state. ICU meaning intensive care unit. Uh, in regular hospital settings, 51,918. Now remember I said uh, cases so far have been 1,108,902. Uh, 1, 
right now we have 1,080,305 that have recovered. That's good news. The deaths at the state level have not changed in the last few days. It's been 20,166. But that is 1.82% of our state population. Now, let me go backwards just for a moment. Let's talk about vaccines. Here in our county, there have been 27,113 people vaccinated. That's 41.5% of our county. In the state, there have been 1 million, I'm sorry, no, 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 that's absolutely wrong, 5 million 510,445 vaccinated. That's 47%. All right. Okay. So right. So right. So right. Okay. Um, who was that? Some comedian. <laughs> yeah. Ed, Ed Lawrence, or what was it? Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, Victor, Victor, somebody. So right, so right. Yeah, so right. Okay. U.S. and world. We'll do these much quicker. So in the United States, there have been a total of thirty-four million four hundred and six thousand cases. Now remember, the United States has a population of three hundred and thirty-two, almost three hundred thirty-three million. So. About 10% of our population in the nation have had COVID. Active cases right now, let's see here, let me get down to that. 5,000, no, no, 5,077,000 active cases. I made a f- mistake on my figures here. And there's no way to fix it in here. But anyway, as of yesterday, 28,401,000 people have been recovered. And so there's even more than that today. But I don't have the figure. I pasted the wrong figure. Nash, um U.S. deaths stand at 617,166. So 1.8% of our population that had COVID died. Um, Okay, worldwide. And then we're done. Worldwide... There have been 179,252,416 cases. That's 2.3% of the world's population. 
Of those, 2.17% died. That's 3,882,008. Presently, uh, active cases worldwide, which would include local as well as national as well as everywhere else, 11,565,000 people. Now, the those that have recovered, 163,805,000. So 91.3, 91.4% of those that have caught it worldwide have recovered at this point. Now, two more vaccination figures and we're out of here. The United States has vaccinated 317,000, people. Plus some other numbers. Anyway, that's 52.1% of the nation's population has received the vaccine. Worldwide, 2 billion. 620 million people have been vaccinated. That figure, 20.8%. 20.8. And these figures improve daily. So there we go. You know, the uh, he, he, today's... Uh, 2021, 21, right? Yep. The 21st day of June. Yes. It's actually, I think, the first full day of summer. Really? Yeah. I think summer officially began last night around like 11.30 p.m., something like that. But today is the first 24-hour full day okay. of summer. And well, inc- incidentally, Sorite was a senior wences. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a Spanish yes. ventriloquist and would, comedian. And it was the Ed Sullivan Show. Yes. All right. But anyway, yeah, first day of summer, two-day, full day of summer. So, um, the 21st of June, just a few days from now, we have one of our most patriotic days of the year, the 4th of July. Yep. We just had Flag Day on the 14th. We had Juneteenth the other day. Yep. I went to a celebration on that. That was very well done. Um, They're at Mount Zion Church. Okay. So, um, with that in mind, 2021's most Patriotic states in America. Um, Well, Americans may feel their patriotism dampened this year amid the recent surge in racial injustice, including police brutality and a rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans. You know, that burns me. I'm sorry. I'm leaving the script for a minute. I have a daughter-in-law 
and a granddaughter who are Asian. They're from Thailand. They are simply beautiful. And they're great people. Um, if someone treats them badly because they appear to be Asian, it's really going to hurt me. If someone treats someone I know who's black badly, it really hurts me. Why does that occur? I don't mean for anyone to answer it. My answer simply is it should not. And I don't want to put up with it, personally. Well, anyway, let me get back to this story. The most patriotic states in America. Going on, many people may find it hard to celebrate a country in which racist incidents persist. However, an expression of love for fellow citizens is patriotic in itself. These trouble come. These troubles on the heels of another crisis that has made it difficult to have big displays of patriotism. Of course, we're talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. However, we can be proud of the researchers who made the vaccine possible. In addition, most people should have had a lot more freedom to attend events on the July 4th this year when compared to last year when celebrations were largely canceled. In order to determine where Americans have the most red, white, and blue pride, Wallet Hub compared the states across thir 13 key indicators of patriotism. The, those included um, ranges from the state's military enlistees and veterans to the share of adults who voted in the last presidential election to the number of AmeriCorps volunteers per capita. Okay. So, Scott, I know I always put you on the spot, but that's that's life in this studio. <laughs> Um, name a few states that you think might be among the highest. Highest of? Patriotic. Patriotic. Well, I would say D.C. probably has to be in there, even though it's not a state, is it included? No, it is not. Um, Florida? No. Virginia? Um, no. It's, it's number 10. Dakotas? Okay, I, Utah. I, that's all right. So I'll, I don't want to. OH? 
I, oh, um, <laughs> Ohio comes in 23rd, as I remember. Let me think here. No, 24th. Okay, so they have two general categories. One is military engagement. The other one is civic engagement. Those two are listed, but they have uh, 12 other categories. They just didn't have room to print everything. The number one most patriotic state, according to this report, is Montana. Now, if you hear me periodically joke and tease Wyoming. And while it is fun to tease it, it was cool, okay? It really was. I enjoyed my college experience there. But right above it, just 23 miles away, was Montana. So I got to know Billings, Montana fairly well and some other parts of it, too. It's a nice place as well. So, coming in number one as the most patriotic state is Montana. Now, we're, we'll take just a quick break because I only have four minutes left. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. I just have a question about some of your numbers you were giving a moment ago yes sir you said you said something like around 313 million people in the united states have been vaccinated is that what the figure was let me uh, pull that sheet back and i think you're right um th- th- yeah 317,200 no 317 million wait 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 the u.s I'm on the wrong column. Okay, the U.S. had 2.6 vaccinated, and that's billion. It's only 2 million vaccinated. That doesn't sound right either. It's 20.7%, to almost 20.8%. Okay, so so you must have said something wrong earlier, because I could have sworn you said there were... 317 million people in the United States that were vaccinated, yet there's only 333 million people in the United States, and most of the states that I see reporting are only around 40% or less. Okay, wait, 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 let me me make sure, I want to make sure we're talking the same thing. Are you talking about the U.S. or the world? I'm talking about the United States. Okay. There are 332,869,000 people living in our nation. The vaccinations um, Yeah, I see where you're going here. It says that 317,000 have been vaccinated, but then what the percentage rate they say is 52%. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, none of that makes sense. Sorry about that. I'll work on it overnight. Well, because I'm just, you know, I am one of those that will absolutely refuse to be vaccinated. Just about everybody I know, including doctors and college professors, are refusing to be vaccinated. I just really do not appreciate the continued push for vaccinations of something that is largely experimental and untested. I just, I'm sorry, I don't trust it. I would really appreciate maybe a better actual number on these numbers because I think you're giving out the wrong numbers. I'll fix it. Thank you, sir. You bet. Sure. 
Um, okay, we have about 60 seconds left. Yeah, there were some nurses uh, in the Houston area Methodist Hospital down there that were all fired because they would not take the vaccination. I mean, these people work in health care. Um, folks, this most, most patriotic states in America thing. Uh, we'll we'll do this more tomorrow. In the meantime, I'll try to figure out what's wrong with my numbers over there. I think we have a guest tomorrow, don't we? I don't know. Pretty sure Help we do on the page right there. Don Gossel. Okay. So this past weekend we had a rehearsal, uh, um, an experiment, a practice session on a uh, significant accident, right? Yes. And uh, Don Gossel, who heads up our emergency management stuff for our county and all, uh, will be in here tomorrow to discuss that and how that exercise went and what they learned from it and all that sort of thing. Have a wonderful day, okay? And then we'll fix this up in a few days. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH! This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The cleanup will take a while in the Chicago suburbs after a tornado touched down late last night. WBBM Radio's Rachel Pearson has details. Multiple homes in Naperville's Ranch View subdivision were ripped apart by a tornadic storm around 11 p.m. Cars were smashed, roofs ripped off of homes, and debris strewn about. Naperville Fire Chief Mark Pucknitis. We quickly did an assessment and noticed that there were about uh, a dozen homes that were severely damaged from debris, about a half a dozen people injured, and four of those have been taken to the hospital. There were no fires, but there were lots of gas breaches. Fire crews had to rescue two people trapped in a home that was leveled. Claudette has powered back up to a tropical storm as it heads out to sea after wreaking havoc on Alabama. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson says it's moving east over the Carolinas right now. The storm restrained strengthening as it gets closer and closer to the Atlantic coast. And so realistically, the threat from the storm in terms of potential rain is incredibly low from this point on. 13 deaths are blamed on that storm, including eight children who died in a multi-car crash. In Washington, the Senate could take up a voting rights bill tomorrow.